Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. As I was saying before, no fun tonight. No Dino, no exciting stories of things that have happened in the week, uh, the week in vapor. And, and none of that is no fun. No fun at all tonight. Tonight we have to get down to business. I am just shocked by some of the things I read this week. I, I'm just an absolute shock. And I'm, and I'm going to bring my guest on in a minute. But before I bring my guest on, I, ha- I have to slow down because I'm just... <laughs> I'm so I'm so flabbergasted by the things I read. It, it just baffles my mind. Before I get to what I'm going to be doing tonight, I just have something real quick I have to say. I saw a post on a Facebook page. I don't know if it was Kassar. I don't know what page it was, to be honest. It doesn't matter where it was. But anyway, it's this guy. He was posting. He says, you know, uh, I keep on asking the same customers every day for their ID over and over and over again. Uh, They're starting to get bothered and upset by this. Do I really have to do this? I mean, do I have to ask uh, the same guy that comes into my store every single day for his ID to show that he's over 18 years of age? Do I have to do this? Because it's starting to upset some of them. Oh, my God. The response... Everybody's going, okay, everybody's going off saying, oh, this guy, oh, you have to. Uh, What if there's compliance officers in there and you don't ID somebody? You have to, listen, you fucking people are stupid. You don't, okay, I'm going to give you an example. Let's say Bob, okay, Bob comes into my store, all right? I know Bob, I've seen him every motherfucking day, but uh, after August 8th, for one time, I say, Bob, I just need to see your ID real quick. I know you're over 18, but I just need to see your ID. Bob goes, yeah, sure, I understand. Here you go. Here's the ID. Okay. I see that Bob's over 18. So Bob's coming into my store every day. He's in every day. He's in every day buying something God knows what. I don't have to ask Bob to see his ID every fucking day he comes in the store. You don't. And if you're being told that, again, you're being lied to. That is not true. Absolutely not true. If if you So this poor guy, they're on Facebook. Here's my answer to you. No, you don't have to ID Bob every goddamn day. Once you see that Bob is over 18, you do not have to keep on carding him. Okay? I have a, a local liquor store that I go to. Now, if I go in to, 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 to buy beer, he ID'd me, I don't know, 10 years ago. He knows who I am. He doesn't have to ask for my fucking ID every day. When you go buy cigarettes, it was the same thing. They didn't ask me for my ID every day. I showed it once. They knew I was over 18. You telling this poor guy that he has to ID all his customers every single time they come in, even though he knows knowing they're over 18 is wrong and it's false. And if you're doing that as a store owner, you're a moron. You're a complete idiot. Do you understand? That's the answer this guy should be getting. But no, he's having everybody tell him, oh, you have to do it. And if the customer doesn't understand, then, you know, what? Screw him. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's not the way it is. What is wrong with you people? Oh, my God. So any store owners out there, you can ID Bob one time. Once you know he's 18, you're cool. There's not going to be a FDA compliance officer sitting in the corner just waiting. Oh, my God, he didn't ID Bob. We got to write him up. Let's write. Let's give him a $5,000 fine for not IDing Bob. You people are dumb. Stop IDing Bob. Okay? Now let's get to... <laughs> now, now let's get to what I'm doing here. So... What I'm doing here is over and over again, um, I've been months ago, months ago, I had uh, uh, Dan Carter on. He's running against Richard Blumenthal. He wants to take Richard Blumenthal's job. 
Okay, because Richard Blumenthal is not a friend to us. I said, I've been saying this forever. Nobody fucking listens. Richard Blumenthal is not going to stop until this industry is destroyed. He's not going to stop. He is not going to stop. Him and his, his little buddy, Elizabeth Esty, they're not stopping. They're going to continue to do this. Do you understand? Now, I know for a while he laid off it and everybody forgot and nobody cared. But now, guess what? He's at it again. He's at it again. This article was posted on the We Are Kassar Facebook page, and everybody's responses are idiotic. Here's a portion of the article. Liquid nicotine that comes in kid-friendly flavors such as bubblegum, vanilla, cupcake, and chocolate candy bars should be banned by the federal government lawmakers said on Tuesday. Congresswoman Elizabeth Esty and our friend Senator Richard Blumenthal called on the Food and Drug Administration to ban flavored liquid nicotine, which is converted by electronic devices into an inhalable vapor. They charge that the colorfully packaged and aromic juice is aimed at hooking kids on a dangerous habit. These electronic cigarettes are often the entry point for adolescents to become addicted to nicotine, said Esty. A Democrat who represents Danbury in Connecticut's 5th District, the industry is clearly targeting youth with these candy flavors and psychedelic colors. We want to ban the flavors because they are part of the addiction strategy that Big Tobacco has advanced over many years, said Blumenthal. A Democrat and former Connecticut Attorney General, the FDA should act now to ban candy and fruit flavors and electronic cigarettes that are specifically marketed to lure children into lifetimes of addiction and disease. Then Etsy, Etsy goes on to say, I'm very supportive of a variety of efforts to get current smokers to kick the habit, but there is no reason to have 7,000 flavors such as blueberry pie, cotton candy, or gummy bear. That is not something that somebody who was 50 and trying to quit smoking is going to buy. Boy, is she wrong. Now, again, you know, this is what happens. He does a press conference, then he goes along and he finds all his friends in Senate and in Congress to jump on board with him. And, you know, the responses on this Facebook group are unbelievable. It, it, it ranges from you need to start writing. Well, the, the one I thought was the most humorous was, oh, Connecticut doesn't have a, 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 an advocacy like a Safada chapter because if they did, you know, this wouldn't be happening. You moron. Yes, they do. And it's still happening. It has to, a, a Safada chapter is not going to stop it. Writing letters is not going to stop it. Sending emails is not going to stop it. Calling them is not going to stop it. They don't care. You're not going to stop them. And that's all I see on there. You guys better start writing letters and you better start uh, calling uh, your local representatives. It's not going to do shit. There is something that we can do to get rid to get rid of Richard Blumenthal. We can fire him. We can actually fire him and take away his Senate seat. That is the only thing that's going to get rid of him. Nothing else is going to work. That is the only way to get rid of Richard Blumenthal is to fire him, cause him to lose his job. If he's not a senator anymore, he can't do any of this anymore. Now, can he? That is the only solution that we have. The only solution. And everybody, instead of crying on a fucking Facebook page about, oh, my God, he's at it again, do something. For Christ's sakes, we have a chance to get rid of the guy, and everybody's ignoring it. They're going to write letters and, 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 and make phone calls. What the f Listen, let me get Dan Carter on. This is the man that's going to take his job. Where is he? Let's call him up. Let's call up Dan, because that's what needs to be done. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what needs to be done. Hello. Hello, Dan. How are you? 
Hey, doing all right. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I, I'm not wonderful, actually. I, I, I'm irate because I had you on months ago. <laughs> well, I, listen, I had you on months ago to discuss this because people were crying about what Richard Blumenthal was doing. At the time, Richard was trying to ban e-cigarettes on airplanes. You couldn't even carry an e-cigarette on an airplane. Then you know what? He kind of disappeared, and everybody just forgets. And now he's back in full force, urging the FDA to ban flavors. And under, I want to explain something to you, Dan, and maybe you can help the audience understand this, because I see a lot of this ba- being said, too. What they say is, which is true, the FDA originally wanted to ban flavors. Now, OMB told them they had to take it out of the regulation, that they wouldn't, that wouldn't fly, that they weren't going to allow that. But now... You have people like Richard Blumenthal now urging the FDA to ban flavors. He's going to get as many people as he can on board to do this. And that can absolutely, and and mind you, anything in the FDA regulations can be changed at any time. He could absolutely cause enough fuss if he got enough people behind him to force them to change that so that they ban flavors. Could he not? Well, I think it would. I think it would be very easy for him to do that because it's an issue that a lot of people don't seem to understand. You know, I, I don't know how many senators or even Congress people have ever stepped foot in a vape, vape shop, but they should. Um, you know, Dick Blumenthal and, and of course, most recently Zillis Esty in our area um, have have not been a friend to your industry at all, or for that matter, they've been an enemy of public health. If you know, you really want to put it out there. Um, you know, these guys like to take on an issue that they can demonize and, and it's something that looks like they can go after it to get support and, and vaping and e-cigarettes is one of those issues that it's really hard when they come out to defend against, when they come out and say, Oh my gosh, you're hurting children. This is bad for children. They're marketing and they're targeting children. When really my experience looking at the industry and talking to people and seeing what's going on, it's further from the truth. Right. Um, and, and that's a problem. It, you know, the reason this can go through is that you know, these folks go down to somewhere like Washington, D.C., and this, um, this nonsense spreads like a cancer because you know, people don't understand it. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, well, if this, is, you know, this is to help children or, or they're afraid politically to stand up and tell the truth that this has nothing to do with children. Um, that, that's the kind of the situation we're in. And um, I, I'm really worried for the industry. I'm worried for the small businesses in my state. I really am. Yeah, so am I. I'm, I'm extremely worried. Uh, see, the, the thing that amazes me is that we're very close to an election, which Richard Blumenthal knows. And for all you to understand, he's really insulting us by doing this because he put this, he did this press conference. He put this out there demanding the FDA ban flavors. Now, he doesn't think for a second that this is going to affect his chances of winning at all whatsoever. In his mind, there's so few of us that we're not even a worry. We're not even a blip in his radar. He's willing to come out and do this, it's being as close to as, as election time as it is, because he feels like, oh, this isn't going to affect me at all. I mean, hey, if anything, I'll probably get people on board with me and they'll want to vote for me even more. We're such a little minute nothing that he has no problem saying this when he's literally, what, 60 days away from possibly being voted out of his job. It's, it, it's crazy. So you people need to understand that. And, and they, I, really, I mean, right, Dan? <laughs> why would he do that? So Well, you know, it, it is true. It's like, listen, I'm, you know, so I, I've not had a long history in politics myself. I've I've been a state rep for the last six years. And before that, I was, I was actually in healthcare, So I know the damages of smoking. And before that, I was an Air Force pilot. Um, so, 
I've not been in the political world a long time, but one thing I've learned is that there are certain groups that make a difference. And there are two things that make a difference. Number one, if you're part of a large group with a voting block that is organized, you know, AARP or something like that, politicians may pay attention. And the other one is if you're part of a group that can fund the opposition. Now, in this case, I've, I've kind of tried to make a plea the last couple of months. I mean, we came in this race in April that I said, you know, if, if vapors across the country really wanted to, to mobilize, then, then don't complain, don't write letters, don't, you know, send 10 bucks to a campaign yeah. against somebody who's your biggest enemy. Right. Of course, I would benefit from that because I want to get rid, rid of Richard Blumenthal. But there are other anti-vaping senators and congresspeople. And if vapors all across the country targeted a few of those, you know, it would make a huge impact on, on politicians in general because at least it would force them to pay attention yes. and listen to your side of the argument. I've been saying this for God knows how long. For years I've been saying this, and this is an election year. We need to vote these anti-vaping politicians out of office because then they sit there and they go, oh, my God, there's more of these people than we thought. Holy cow, we, be we, we better listen. We better stop attacking them because they have shown us now that they have power and they can vote us out of our jobs. And there would be, but what's great about this is Blumenthal is the worst. He is the worst anti-vaping senator in history. There is none, no congressman, no senator that is worse than Richard Blumenthal. I mean, he's been going at it since 2009. I mean, it's amazing how many years he's been going after this. He is the worst. And if we could put out a message to the country that, you know what, we're not taking that. He's gone. Oh, my God. God, that would put a message. I mean, politicians <laughs> around the world, would, around it the country would. would say, oh, my God, they got rid of Blumenthal. That's crazy. I mean, we never thought that was going to happen. We better start listening to these people. This could be the example right here. And you're right. You know, Danny, 10 bucks. It's $10. $10. If everybody just sent him 10 bucks, you know, then, then he would have the money he needs to fight. The problem is, is, and I'll give you an example. I live in Connecticut, so I know this. So... Uh, for a good couple months, I haven't seen him lately, but Blumenthal had commercials on TV every single day, every network. They were on numerous times a day. You were hammered with those Blumenthal, 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 Blumenthal commercials, okay? They were everywhere. I'm sure Dan saw them too, everywhere. Now, what happens is, is you have a lot of sheep. I call them sheep that watch TV. So these sheep watch TV. They see Blumenthal, 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 Blumenthal. They see it constantly every day for how many months? Now, what happens when it comes voting time? Because uh, some of them, you know, they, oh, I'm just going to vote for Blumenthal. Yeah, I, I saw, he, he's pro almost programming them to say Blumenthal, 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 and they just go vote for him. Dan, unfortunately, doesn't have the, the, the um, amount, massive amounts of money to do this kind of advertising. If he had the money, he could do this. He could go out and, and do advertising, and he could start, he could get his name out there. He's doing everything he can. I'll tell you, Dan is at fairs. He's at, he's everywhere. Every day, he's like somewhere different. He was at the Terry River Fair. There he's at the Balloon Festival. He's at the Goshen. He is everywhere, and he's, and he's doing everything he can to get out to the people and get his message out, and he's had a great response. People love him. In fact, you're on uh, Channel 3 this, uh, this morning. Uh, he, he did a, a thing on Channel 3. Yes. But the thing is, is Dan needs that money so he can really get himself out there, out there to those sheep cause they, so they can see there's an alternative. It's not just Dick Blumenthal. There's an alternative, a much, much better alternative, and he needs money to do that. And if Dan wins, we all win because there's no more Richard Blumenthal.
which is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I, it really is. People go nuts over what he does. It so would be. It would be a wonderful thing. You know, it's it's interesting because um, you know, I thought as we started this, and and I know it's not easy for people around the country um, to want to get involved in a race that's not in their state, but they forget that you know we have 100 senators, and that's all there are. And those 100 senators affect their lives dramatically, especially with respect to vaping. And if if there are, in fact, you know, what, 9 million people out there who vape, vape, think about that for a second. What if 20% of them threw in 10 bucks? Yep. You realize we would would, uh, totally almost triple what what Blumenthal has in the bank for his campaign. Right. We triple it. And it's it's really amazing, but it's just people have to understand that people like Blumenthal and Elizabeth Esty – and, you know, Waxman and, you know, a bunch of these people across the country have a real effect on their day-to-day life. And that, you know, when vaping is completely handed over to the FDA, they're going to continue to demonize the industry and pound it to drain every little bit of ounce of tax money out of it and every ounce of, of um, I would say, lawsuit settlement money eventually. That's, what that's their game, you know. So right now, if you look at what, I mean, listen, I'm a, a regular guy and I've spent a lot of time learning about what, you know, e-cigarettes are and vaping is and what it's not. And right now, um, you know, the FDA is coming after you with both barrels because of Blumenthal and Esty, and it's not necessary. Right. So, you know, I hope people out there see it, and I hope they understand that, uh, you know, we have a real opportunity to make an example out of somebody like Blumenthal. Well, what's like, amazing— This, is, this what, isn't voting him out. This is throwing him out. Right. And, and what's amazing to me is, is they see it because they go nuts when Blumenthal does stuff like this, but yet they don't— their reaction is wrong. I'm sorry. Writing a letter to Richard Blumenthal, he doesn't care. He's not going to care. You can write a million letters to him. He's not going to care. You know, I even considered having people send him potatoes. I saw Greg do this wonderful thing. He sent somebody a, you can send somebody a potato with a message on it. Imagine Richard getting a thousand potatoes. What the hell is he going to do with that? Uh, I, I don't even think that would affect him at all. I don't think he would care. It would just be a little bit bothersome for him to have all these potatoes. Getting him fired, on the other hand, oh, my God, 347-308-8329. You better call in quick if you have any questions or comments for Dan Carter because we're not going to have him on long. He's a very, very busy guy, and I'm happy he's doing this again. He shouldn't have to do this again. You people should have listened the first time, <laughs> and if you did, you wouldn't be all going crazy now. Now, I, you know, I, I have a question. Is there going to be a debate with you and uh, Blumenthal? Well, you know, it's a good question. It, it looks like there, there probably will be. Um, Mike, you know, I've been approached by six different groups. We've said yes to all six. Um, and so has Blumenthal. To my knowledge, he hasn't um, accepted any of them. But he did say with respect to the, the same show you saw me on this morning yeah. that he would be doing a debate. Um, you know, I, I'd like to get more than one out of them. I mean, listen, the problem is, Dick Blumenthal doesn't want to answer tough questions. He no. doesn't want to answer any questions. No. But it's uh, it's important that he answers questions like, you know, why did he support the Iran deal? I mean, that's a big one. Um, right. You know, why is he hell-bent on destroying the vaping industry? That's a good one. Yes. And there are many others that, you know, I think he's going to have a hard time answering. Well, you're right. He doesn't want to answer questions. and I And I think that he is so arrogant at this point. I think he feels like I don't have to. I'm going to win anyway. I literally have to do nothing. I just have to show a few commercials on TV, and I'm going to win, so it doesn't matter. And, you know, unfortunately, there's some people in this community that feel the same way. They feel like, oh, there's, I mean, great for Dan, but, you know, there's no way he's going to win. I mean, it's just not going to happen, which is a horrific attitude to have. It could, abs- it could absolutely happen. 
I mean, God, if it, like you said, if everybody just gave well, 10 it, bucks. Well, it could happen. I mean, here, here's, the, here's the truth of it. You know, we did a poll here in Connecticut um, just before convention, and it showed that Hillary Clinton and Trump were tied in Connecticut at 43%. Right. So that's unheard of. You know, for, and, and when I go around this state, I'm hearing you know, droves of people coming out who haven't voted before. Now, in that same poll, Dick Blumenthal was beatable by a point from a generic candidate. So it is possible. Because, listen, the guy has more name ID than anybody, right? Yep. But it's not always name ID that makes somebody go after them and, and, and pull the lever or, or fill in the bubble for them. You go around, and there's a lot of fatigue factor. Like Blumenthal's been around forever. He shows up for your garage door opening, your envelope opening, whatever you got, your parade. Yep. But is he really doing things that are in your best interest? And there are a lot of people who feel that way here in Connecticut. So just lop on the fact that we have this, this issue that you know he is going to affect the freedom of millions and millions and the health of millions of people across this country. You know, there's just no question that people would band together and throw in a small bit. We could hammer him with it. And it mind was a you, very winnable race. Yeah, and mind you, if you're on hold to talk to Dan, you have to press the number one. I see calls, but press the number one so I know you want to come on. Uh, and, and you know the, the fact too that in Connecticut, believe it or not, tiny little Connecticut, there's about 80 vape shops. 80, 80 vape shops, which is insane. It, they're all done. I mean, that that's a lot of business. If, if flavors were banned, uh, we're done. This, we're all over. I mean, just shut up shop. I mean, that that's that's 70% of a brick-and-mortar sales is flavored yeah. e-liquid. I mean, it's all over. People aren't going to vape. It, it's, it, that's it. It's well, done. That's, that's what the industry is about. And, and, you know, to say just because there are flavors and they've got great names to them or they sound fruity, that somehow that's why they, they go after kids, that is, that is preposterous because if you take some time to talk to people and, – and listen, I know I'm preaching to the choir because your audience all understand what I'm saying. You know, I talk to people across this state who have quit smoking, and they're very proud they've quit smoking. And the fact that they, the flavors are important, it, it keeps them engaged because guess what? They finally have taste buds again, you know? So I, I just think this, this nonsense that, like Esty said, somebody over 50 years old uh, isn't going to want all the flavors. That's just ridiculous. That just shows how out of touch these people are. It's absolutely. You know what's funny is you know people point out the uh, we have cotton candy vodka, which is true. We have cotton candy vodka. Uh, something else too that's interesting. If you go to a David Burke Steakhouse and have dinner, uh, they have one at Foxwoods. I'm sure they have others across the country. You go to David Burke Steakhouse uh, at the at the end of every meal, uh, everybody gets a plate of cotton candy. But why would they do that? Because adults don't like cotton candy, right? <laughs> Everybody gets a plate of cotton candy. Everybody likes cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. It's absolutely insane. She's so wrong when she says that nobody is 50. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm 43, and I'm, I'm vaping blueberry uh, slushy right now. Uh, the, the, the flavors are key. That's, that's why this works. You know? Blumenthal is, is not right. going to stop. He's just not. You know, he's been going at this for years. He's, he's not going to stop. And I just love how this community gets riled up when he says something, but then they don't do anything. So I just want to get through to them that the solution is very simple. If you live in Connecticut, you vote for Dan. That, that's what you got to do. And if you don't live in Connecticut and you want to do something, you go to Carter for Vapors, Carter for Vapors, V-A-P-E-R-S dot com, and you give the guy 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 5 bucks, whatever you can, so he has the money he needs to get himself out there to win. He, he's right. If, if he has money, he can definitely win. There's no question about it. 
He's the much better candidate than Richard Blumenthal. And I'm telling you, when it comes to a Richard running this season, all I've seen is commercials. I've seen nothing else. Nothing else. He does nothing. So, And you're getting yourself out there. God, if you had the money, holy shit. It'd be over. It'd be all over for, for Richard. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, just, I mean, it's uh, it's hands down. I mean, we could blow him out of the water. But, uh, you know, listen, we got we just got to get people engaged. We got to get people across the country that can actually believe we can make a difference. And you know what? Listen, if, if it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, okay? If I don't get the help I need, you know, yeah, maybe we could lose this. But I'll tell you this. If we do, when the next race comes along, you know, folks out there got to get engaged because the only thing these politicians understand is somebody powerful enough to throw them out of office. That's right. it. And, you know, as, as a group, I mean, my God, vapors across the country are a, a really awesome group of people. I mean, I have met business owners who, you know, haven't been able to have these kinds of businesses before, and they're thriving, and they got people employed, and they love it. And they're, you know what, they're, they're patriotic Americans, too, because nothing's better than owning your small business. And I hate to see them get crushed by people like Blumenthal and Estee. It just doesn't have to happen. And, and think about this, too, because I know there's going to be people listening to this on the replay. We have a lot of uh, vape shop owners across the country that listen to this. And they're going to sit there and say, okay, well, well, how does this help me? I, I have a shop in Texas. So what does is, what is it benefit me to do this? Well, number one, you're going to stop people like Blumenthal from rallying up the uh, Senate and Congress to ban flavors. But number two, once we have Dan Carter in there, and other things like this come up. Let's say one day Dan Carter is uh, sitting next to the senator from Texas, whoever that may be. And he's talking about these e-cigarettes. And I don't know, I'm getting a lot of flack about these. And maybe we should do something about them or tax the hell out of them or ban them. Then he's got Dan saying, well, actually, no, 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 it's a great industry. Let me explain to you why. And then he changes the t- uh, senator from Texas' mind and says, you know what? I never knew that, Dan. You're right. I'm not going to mess with them. Shit like that happens. That's why we need <laughs> Dan Carter in the Senate. It's going to benefit us not just to get rid of uh, Richard Blumenthal, but now we have another positive pro-vaping senator in there that can help spread the message about this and help us when other things come up. I, it's a win. It's well, a win-win. you're right on the money because you know what, what happens is when, when there are people in a legislative body who take the time to understand the issue, and they just don't jump onto it for a political bandwagon. See, that's what they're doing. They're, they're making this a political bandwagon, and, they're, and they're, they're saying that anybody who vapes is just another addict. I mean, that's what they said in the last newspaper article, and that's so, so far from the truth, and you need people there who will legitimately tell the truth. And, and by the way, everywhere, everywhere I've gone and talked to people, nobody said they didn't want any regulation. And nobody I've met out there wants to market to kids. Right. To me, it's a very responsible industry. But right. by handing it over to the FDA the way we're doing it and the level of regulation that's coming down the pike, just like we've seen even on uh, August 8th, it was, was absolutely mind-blowing to me. And that's what I want to be. Is I want to be an advocate for the truth because um, you know, I'm tired of seeing businesses and good people get demonized and sold down the river just because it's going to help people like Bloomingdale get elected. Right, and we do need somebody to tell us the truth because Blumenthal sure as hell doesn't tell the truth. We have learned something very important since the days that I served in Vietnam. Serving in the United States military gave me a perspective as well, even in the reserves, although I did not serve in Vietnam. I'm well, thank you. <laughs> no, you're not well. That's crazy. That's one of the most crazy things you ever I, did. Uh, I, I have taken Blumenthal to task for that, you know, being being a you know military officer myself. Well, he wasn't an officer, but being from the military, 
he uh, he really pissed off a lot of veterans when he you know for decades. By the way, this was not a one-time, one-off shot where he you know basically said he served in Vietnam. He led people to believe that for decades. Yes. And all of a sudden, somebody got it on film and outed them in 2008. <laughs> so it's uh, I've been hitting him hard on that because this is just the kind of cat we're dealing with. And, and he's um, and he still got you know, elected. We have to do something about him. I, and, he, and he still became senator. That's the most shocking thing about that to me. He still became senator. What you know? What back? I I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but like back in the 80s, Connecticut was a red state. And somewhere it turned. We turned into a blue state. How did that happen? How did we go from a red? I would think if any state on the in the country would be a red state, it'd be us. How did? Why? How? How? When that? When did that happen? <laughs> well, I mean, listen. A lot of it in Connecticut is because um, you know there's a lot of power and population in Bridgeport, Hartford, New Haven, and you know if you look at a lot of the suburbs, um, you know suburbs up here in Connecticut. Most of the towns are Republican, um, and, and I would say, you know, Northeast Republican. Most of us up here are pretty moderate. Um, we're not getting involved in a lot of social issues. It just, it's just kind of the way Connecticut is. But at the end of the day, you've got a group of people who've had power, um, actually had power for longer than that, longer, you know, for almost 40 years, really. There was one little stint in the 80s where we had some in, you know, Republicans in office um, who ran the House, I think. Yep. But by and large, it's been that way for a long time. So – if you take away the party aspect of it and you just look at the, it's like the same group of people here who've been doing it for 40 years. And Blumenthal is part of that group, that elite group. So, you know, a Northeast Republican is going to be a lot different than a Republican in maybe Alabama or something, maybe. Right. But right. Uh, in Connecticut, we've had one group of people running the show for a long time. And when you get somebody like in, you know, Blumenthal, who's more interested in staying in front of the camera than doing his job. <laughs> and by the way, people across the country who might listen to this right now, just don't get it <laughs> that in Connecticut you can't go to an event without Blumenthal showing up, you know, waving and you know for the camera and and then on to the next thing. Um, and he and he ignores a lot of the larger issues. Oh, he take does. Things to just get him reelected, like vaping. You know what? The the I think the the wackiest thing he did was last year there was a I think it was last year there was a subway crash. Uh, it was either in the Bronx or Brooklyn. This is in New York, mind you. I think it was in the in Brooklyn. There was a uh, pretty bad subway crash. And they were doing a news conference, and he was there. He was right there. <laughs> and I'm like, what is he doing there? That makes no sense. I, mean, I know. He's not even from New York. I it just it was ridiculous. It's like, he, like, get me up there. I got to get in front of that camera. And he was in front of that camera the whole news conference. It, it, nobody, he didn't say anything. Nobody asked. He, had not, he just stood there. He just wanted to be there. It was very weird. He's... Yep. <laughs> he, He's really well known for that in, in, in the state. He's well known for showing up oh, yeah. to an event or whatever it is, kind of getting on camera. He has a way of nudging himself right in the middle of everything. And it, it has been a little bit of a joke, which is what's interesting. I mean, there's a group of people out here who look at it and go, wow, they're just tired of seeing him on camera and getting in there all the time. And, and meanwhile, you know, he, he takes on issues that you know, are great to get press out of, but they usually hurt somebody long term. I'll give you another example. Um, you know, years ago, he took on the uh, cross sound cable, which was a, p a power cable that was going to connect Long Island, Connecticut, which, by the way, did. They finally put it in. Yep. And the federal government had to finally step in and stop him because he kept trying to block it and block it and block it. Do you realize our, our electric rates would have been tremendously higher today if the federal government didn't bail us out and, right. and stop Dick Blumenthal? 
In fact, our cable rates in Connecticut are twice as high as they should be. So if anybody's listening right now and you look at your cable bill, you know, Blumenthal is responsible for our cable rates being higher. So he, he just he either takes on the wrong issues or he takes on issues that hurt somebody. And, and by and large, I think, I think by, by shutting down vaping, by hammering it, over-regulating it, they're going to make it more expensive, harder for people to get access, and less people will choose that as an alternative to smoking. And right. I think that's tragic, and I'm really disappointed. It is extremely tragic. And I really, really hope they, that, that he debates you. That would be a wonderful debate because <laughs> he is not good. He doesn't want to because he's not good at it. You're right. He doesn't want to answer anything, and he's just simply not good at it. Um, that that that's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping he comes out after me for supporting vaping. You know, um, because you know traditionally speaking, you know if you if you get a lot of people around who are in the industry. So remember, vaping affects everybody. Everybody from you know doctors and lawyers and mechanics, anybody who just takes it up to quit smoking and looks at an alternative, it's helped, you know, so many, pe- so many people. Right. But if you look at the folks in the industry, it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's just, there's just one different, I don't know, element. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, you see me walk around and look like a politician. I, you know, I, I'd rather be wearing jeans and drive my Jeep, but, you know, right. but you go to a vape shop and there's a whole nother element, you know, and, and Blumenthal and SC, they're, they're the elitists. They won't even walk step, they take step one foot in a vape shop. Nope, they won't do it. And they, they ostracize those people, and they're crazy for doing it. Yep. Nope, Elizabeth Estes been invited uh, to my shop. She's refused. She will not come. They have been invited to many. that they, they just won't do it. They want nothing to do with it. It, it is really unbelievable. It's, I don't know. All I know is that if we want to stop it's, it's, Blumenthal, we have to cause him to lose his job. And we gotta get Dan to take his job. It's that simple. That that that's the answer. That's all it is. So hopefully they hear this <laughs> again and they donate and they give you money and and uh, you know we, we get this going so we can get rid of Blumenthal. I mean it's it's time. He's got to go. We got it, the, the message it'll put. Oh, I I I don't even want to go on because I've already gone on with this. It's crazy and I want to hold uh, Dan up. <laughs> so Dan, I want to. Well, you know I I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time to. You know, invite me to your shop. Come talk to me. You know, I've been to vape shops all across the state, and yes, I've had an opportunity have. to learn so much about the industry. Um, you know, the fact that the fact that I could tell what the difference between an RTA and RDA is 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 awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned so much. But uh, I'll also great. thank you for the support because you know, with your podcast and some of the other people I've talked to, you know, there is some support coming in from around the country, which right. is good. Um, you know, not the level that I would have certainly needed or hoped for. But there are people out there who are jumping on, and they see an opportunity to throw in a couple of bucks, to, even for the shot. I mean, there are people who spend more money on lottery tickets. Right. <laughs> this is probably a, this is probably a better odds, but um, I do appreciate it, and I appreciate you having me on your show. Well, we do get lots of listeners on our replays, and they will listen, and hopefully they get the message this time. And hopefully what uh, uh, Richard Blumenthal is doing now with this press conference and people getting all upset, they'll actually take action this time. I'm, I'm hoping they do. You know, that's the other thing, too, that I don't get real quick before you go. I don't get this. Like, he did that press conference yeah. at Yale, okay? Uh, there was no cameras. There's no video of it. What does he do? Does he, like, he has a thing of doing press conferences at Yale and inviting the press, but there's, like, no cameras. Like, you can't film it. What, what is that? Why, why, why does he do that? I well, he's, he does all kinds of different press conferences. People who used to work in the building where he worked used to laugh because, they can figure out at noon every day. You can look outside, and there's Dick Blue doing some sort of press conference. He does them up in Hartford as well. 
you know, you know, basically the way a press conference works is he gets, you know, three or four of the press or whoever comes together and there's him and maybe one or two other people with him. And that's it. That's all that's in the room half the time. Right. And, you know, he, it enables him to go out there and, and hammer different industries. Um, you know, and he's always been the one who tries to quote unquote, you know, fight the big guy for the little guy. But what he doesn't realize, like in things like this, he is fighting the little guy. <laughs> he's hurting the little guy. Um, so it's it's a very interesting phenomenon the way he you know grabs onto these pressers and press releases. Well, because he keeps on putting out. See, he he puts out that this whole industry is run by big tobacco. He knows that's not true. He may have thought that years ago, but through the years he's learned that's not true. These companies aren't big tobacco. They're not selling big tobacco products. These are small businesses. These are little, you know startups that have started. He knows that's not true, yet he still sticks with that. He will not let that go, and he knows fucking well that's he knows it's not true but yet he keeps on yeah. saying that to, to put out this presence either that, he knows it isn't true isn't true he doesn't care yes so you know either he's he's being dishonest or he's incompetent both don't work for me um because if you if you learn about the industry and you talk to people it's that's not what it is uh it's it's a really good industry you know, i think the people in it do want to have some regulation they understand it so I'm just my, I'm of the cloth where I say you know what I'm going to work with people I'm going to help make it a good industry you know if there's things that we have to do to regulate it to make it better we will but you don't come down heavy-handed like Blumenthal has and 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 demonize it yes. that, that's the part that's bad too because they make it very clear that you know what's going to happen is you know they make this they make the call they're going to do this bill I guarantee you this summer you know when they're in the, I shouldn't say this summer uh, in, they're going back into session I think. Tuesday. Yep. So between September 6th and October 7th, I bet you they will put in a bill that does what they want, and they're going to get more press out of it, and they're going to demonize the interest in industry more. So I, I hope people take notice of that what, and, the, and actually get involved to do something. Well, yeah, and what they, gotta, what they have to understand, too, is you know some people are saying, oh, he can't make the FDA do that. He, this is what happens. When Blumenthal does stuff like this, you have now what's going to happen in Connecticut is because he's saying this, I assure you, at some point, whenever they come back in session, they're going to have a flavor ban. We're, they're going to propose a, fla a ban on flavored e-liquids. Then other states start, do start doing the same thing. By doing this, he's telling st state states don't have to have the FDA. They'll, they'll take their own action. They'll say, you know what? We don't want flavored e-liquids. We don't want kids being hooked on nicotine like Richard is saying. We got to do something about this. I assure you within six months there will be a proposed, proposed flavor ban in the state of Connecticut that we will have to fight and other states as well because of Richard doing this. Well, and, and make, sure they, make sure people understand this. This is not the state of Connecticut we're talking about. Right. We're talking about every state. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What Blumenthal and Essie are doing is for the, United, the whole United States. That's Obviously, right. Obviously, state governments can step in and do what they want. Right. But the problem is the more politicians are able to do this with impunity and the vapors don't stand up and stop them. The, the worse it gets. I mean, listen, American Lung Association, if you read some of the stuff that they write, it's, 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 the jury is still out. They'll say, well, flavors may contain chemicals or something may be this. There's, there's, no, there's no data to support it at this point. Right. So that's the problem. It's almost like a war of, uh, a war of words. And the more Blumenthal's and Estes are allowed to do this with impunity, the worse the industry is going to be hurt because bureaucrats love this stuff, the FDA loves to regulate um you're going to get groups like american loan association who, who need a reason because guess what smoking's going down folks i mean 
and a lot of it's because of vaping. Let, I have to ask you this real quick. Uh, uh, Rand Paul, when he was uh, running, he's not anymore, but when he was running for president, uh, one of his stances was to just simply abolish the FDA. Let's just get rid of it. Done. Let, let, make, it make it go away. What, what is your view on that, the whole abolish the FDA thing? You know, um, I've never really thought about abolishing it. I guess I want to take like the FDA, the EPA, and some of those organizations and scale back their power. Right. You know, scale back their funding, scale back the because if you just go in and you just abolish it, you know, there's a lot of good that reg, that regulation and some of these groups can do. Mm-hmm. The problem is when they're when they grow in scale and scope over time and it's unchecked. Right. And the politicians use this to get reelected. It it becomes these these huge you know, organizations that just do more damage than good. Right. So I don't think I want to just wipe it off the map. Right. But I think that I think you know the FDA, the EPA, and some of the other government agencies um, need to be streamlined. Yep. And it shouldn't take as much money to bring a generic drug to market. It shouldn't take as much money to bring any drug to market for that matter. And it shouldn't, be, you know, you shouldn't have to get a manufacturer's permit to rebuild an RDA. That <laughs> yeah, just right. is crazy. <laughs> I have to get a manufacturer's, not just that, I have to get a manufacturer's permit to unscrew something from somebody's tank and screw a new coil in. I, <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. And, and, and meanwhile, what's going to happen? You know, listen, <sighs> one of these days, somebody's going to go out there and they're going to get their hand burned or blown off by some bad battery or something. And they're going to turn around and blame, blame vaping yes. when they're the ones who created the problem in the first place. Yeah. And, and you know what's crazy is, is somebody right now could be working on inventing a some sort of device with a battery that's idiot proof where that could never ever be a possibility or ever happen but they can't because as of as as of august 8th they stifled innovation you can't put any new products on the market anymore (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you you know it's amazing you know it's amazing um for me to walk in a vape shop and see the variety of things that are available and i'm not talking to e-juicers i'm talking about um you know the mods and the, the technology and the the brains that went into putting these things together. And, and a lot of that is because the, reg, the, the regulations weren't there. Right. You know, people were able to, to be creative and make things. And, yep. you know, that's what we need. And here we're going we're gonna to kill that and stifle that innovation with regulations that are so draconian yeah. that it just really is not fair. It makes no sense. Not to mention the fact that if we want to make, you know, vaping safer and make it an alternative to smoking, then we're going to make that even harder to do. It just it just blows my mind that that's the way they approach this. But it's like you said, they care more about getting elected. Yep, that is correct. All right, well, Dan, thank you for coming on. CarterForVapors.com. I'm going to put the link in the replay notes so you know where to go. Donate to his campaign. He needs votes if you're in Connecticut, and he needs money if you're not. If he has the money, I'm telling you he can beat Richard Blumenthal. And then we don't have to worry about Richard anymore. He's gone. We gave him a message. You're fired, Richard. Sure would send a message, wouldn't it? Huh? Oh, damn right it would. It'd send the greatest messages ever. That message would make national that make that would make national news. That'd be all over the news. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, it'd be all over the place. Vapors vote out Richard Blumenthal. Unbelievable. It it would it, it, I, oh. <laughs> it, it should it sure would give pause to any politician when they see the I vape, I vote sign. That's for sure. That's right. Damn right it would. Thank you for coming on, Dan. I'm going to make sure that everybody gets as much money as they can to help you out and that the Vapors in Connecticut, as well as anybody, votes for you. And I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop until we get you elected. We still have time. It's going to happen. I appreciate it, man. I really do. And I'll, I'll, I'll do a good job for all of you. Thank you. 
Thank you for coming out again. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. You too. All right. You understand what to do now? Carterforvapors.com. Give the guy some money. He needs money. He could do this if he has money, for Christ's sakes. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I wanted to do tonight. I was going to do some other things tonight. I was going to have Dino on. We we're going to have some fun. But you know what? I saw what Richard Blumenthal and Elizabeth Estes said this week. I saw that press conference, and I see all these people on that CASA page going off about it, and you're all wrong. You're all wrong. Oh, the FDA can't do that. They can't ban flavors. That's ridiculous. Or, oh, let's write letters and make phone calls and start a start a Safada chapter. You know, that'll... No, none of that's going to work. None of that's going to work. Dan becoming the next United States Senator for the state of Connecticut, that's the only thing that's going to work. Then he's gone. Send Richard... And, and another thing, too. I know a lot of you people follow some of these groups out there. Go to Casa, go to Safada, go to Not Blowing Smoke, wherever the hell, all these groups, there's so many I can't even fucking keep track anymore, and say, hey, why are we not supporting Dan Carter? You know, we really need to get rid of Richard Blumenthal. Why is nobody saying anything to support this guy? And another thing, too, for all these fuckers that do their podcast and their YouTube channels, all these advocacy, advocacy people that are so for fucking advocacy, why aren't they saying anything? Why aren't they saying, hey, we need to support this Dan Carter? This is our opportunity to get rid of the worst anti-vaping center in the United States, and we should be supporting this guy and giving him all the support that we can. Why are none of these so-called advocates supporting Dan Carter? Why don't you ask them that? Say, why isn't anybody fucking supporting this guy? I've never seen such a pro-anti-vaping candidate in my life, and nobody's giving him any... What the fuck? Say something. Do something. If you really care about this industry and you're advocates, then we should be advocating. We should do everything we can to get Dan Carter in is what we should be doing. So go ask all these fuckers. Say, why are none of you supporting or promoting Dan Carter? Unless they want Richard Blumenthal on there and they want him to continue to try and destroy our industry because he's doing a pretty good fucking job. Ask him all that. Fuck's sakes. That's it. I'm done. Like I said, no fun tonight. And you know what? I'm not going to be back next week either. I have big plans next Sunday. In fact, if you're going to be in Connecticut, we're doing our grand opening at Vapor Venue in Canton and we're having uh, Twisted Messes. Kent is going to be at our grand opening. I love Kent. I've had him on the show. He's a great guy. I love Kent. He's going to be hanging out with us at our grand opening, which is really cool. And we're going to have a good time. And CJ, of course, CJ's going to be there. Vaping monkey. Love him. So, yeah, no show next weekend. We'll be back the week after that. Two weeks from today. I don't know if I want to play fucking outro music. I'm so upset. I mean, I just see this shit. My God. I'm well, thank you. He's, uh... Fuck yeah! That's right. I'm done. I'll be back in two weeks. That's it.